Hey guys, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are Beth and Katie, founders of Pre-PA Clinic, and we are so happy you are here. If you are pre-PA, then you are in the right place, and we are so excited to help you get accepted to PA school. One myth out there is that you have to be a perfect candidate to get accepted to PA school, and we are here to tell you it is simply not true. We have years of experience working at PA schools, reviewing CASPA applications, deciding who to interview, and deciding who to accept. And guess what? You can absolutely get accepted to PA school without perfect stats. And we are here to show you exactly how to apply to PA school the right way so you can get accepted. You have probably heard about our application to acceptance course, also known as A to A course, and have seen the testimonials from all the applicants that have been accepted because of this course. A to A is invaluable for showing you how to pick the right PA schools that value your strengths and are more willing to overlook weaknesses, creating your strongest application that stands out to programs so that they are really excited to interview you, deep diving into each and every part of your CASPA application to make sure you are highlighting yourself the right way, how to answer interview questions so you crush your interview, and so much more. We literally walk you through creating your strongest, most competitive application. So if you haven't joined A to A yet, definitely get in and let's put together your most outstanding PA school application. We are so excited to see you in the private A to A group and can't wait to hear which PA schools you land interviews at and where you decide to attend. Sign up in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today I want to talk a little bit about the PA CAT exam specifically and just kind of talk about exams in general as well. So we have gotten a lot of questions about the PA CAT. People say, hey, what is this test? Why do we have the PA CAT? Do I have to take the PA CAT? And so we just wanted to do an episode on the PA CAT to really kind of discuss exactly why it came into existence and the pros and cons, et cetera. So if you have to take it, or if you're thinking about applying to a school that requires it, you can take this into consideration. So first off, standardized tests are super common in academia, right? Even to get into college, a lot of schools require the SAT or the ACT or something similar. And the reason behind standardized tests is because they're one way to sort of objectively measure knowledge and also help facilitate comparisons between students, right? Because all students come from different backgrounds. They took maybe the same classes, but at different colleges, some maybe harder, some maybe less so rigorous. And so this just gives us a way to kind of compare people via a objective measure, right? So you talk about holistic admissions a lot in PA school, but we still have to be able to decide like, hey, which student do we think will perform better in a certain area? And this is one way to just be really objective about that and not as subjective. And so one of the goals of having an entrance exam, whether it's a PA CAT or another entrance exam, is to help evaluate like a pre-PA student's suitability for the rigorous postgraduate education, right? Because we know that PA school is super rigorous, it's super tough, and not everybody makes it through. And so we don't want to accept students we think are gonna struggle too much or not be able to make it. Um, And so we want to sort of assess their ability to handle high-level material, to critically think, Do they have the background knowledge and scientific foundation in order to succeed? This is one reason why we have these tests, right? So you probably are familiar with the GRE, the graduate record exam, and that's a standardized test that has a long history behind it, right? So a lot of graduate schools require the GRE, not just PA schools. In fact, about roughly half of the PA schools require the GRE as part of their prereq requirements, but that means roughly half of them don't, right? So enter the PA CAT, and the PA CAT is the Physician Assistant College Admission Test, and it was developed by a commercial assessment publisher, and they state that the PA CAT measures, 
and this is a quote, general academic ability and scientific knowledge necessary for success in the demanding PA curriculum. The PA cat has been developed specifically for use by PA educators and admission experts as part of a holistic admission process. So what they found is like, hey, the GRE, we know can really assess critical thinking skills, it can assess writing skills, it can assess abstract ideas, you know, getting the tone of a paragraph, etc. But what the PA cat they want to do is specifically test the knowledge and the academic ability for PA school. So a lot of our students say like, hey, math and English, those aren't my best subjects, I didn't do too well in the GRE. Well, the PA CAT aims to create this new test that's more based on your scientific foundations, right? So if you took a lot of science classes, if you were really good in science and maybe not so great in English, then this test might be better for you, right? And they actually began field testing this test back in 2018, and they field tested it with 20 different PA programs to see how their students perform, right? Because we don't just have prereqs for PA school because we want them, right? All of our prereqs are based on data that says, hey, you know, these students do best in our program when they have X, Y, and Z, when they have a high science GPA, when they have taken biochemistry, when they have taken a prior stats class, when they have over 500 hours of patient care experience. And schools are actually always looking at their mission criteria and seeing what correlates with success in the program what correlates with attrition, right? So students who don't succeed, okay, what do they have in common? What correlates with pants pass rates? So students who pass their national exam on the first time, they'll go back and they'll look at not only their performance in the program, but also the prereqs, right? We're always taking data and we're always trying to find because we want to find the prereqs and the testing and the standardized tests, et cetera, that is going to mean success for our students. Because remember, every program is set up differently. Every program has different classes. They have a different sequence. They have a different way they teach. So you might need different type of knowledge and a different sort of foundation for each program. And so we're always tweaking our prereqs. And so a lot of students will say like, hey, like I checked in last year, my school didn't require this and this year they are requiring this. And that's because they've probably done some data research and find like, hey, actually students who took organic one and two perform better in our program. So let's require organic one and two. And so they might change those admission processes from one year to the next. So you might be wondering if schools kind of use these standardized tests like the PA cap to kind of gauge a person's or a student's ability to handle PA curriculum. Why do some schools not have interest exams, right? And that's because some schools have found that, okay, entrance exams measure content knowledge and they also measure test taking skills, but they don't assess behaviors and experiences. Right? So someone who maybe doesn't have great grades, but has been an RT, a respiratory therapist, or an EMT for maybe 10 or 15 years, they're gonna have a really great foundation, a really great base, because they know medications, they understand healthcare, they know how to do vitals, they know how to give medications, they know how to do um, complicated procedures, they understand physiology. And so even though maybe they wouldn't score as high on the GRE or some other kind of test, maybe their experience counts for a lot in that program, right? So there are some programs who say, hey, you know, the, the content knowledge and the test taking skills we're not too worried about. We're more worried about your behaviors and your experiences, right? So your patient care, your volunteering, your letters of recommendation, et cetera. And again, each school is set up differently. Each program is set up differently. So they have to find out what works for them. And if it's a newer school, sometimes they do change their prereqs 
quite um, often, and that's because they're newer. And so when you first start out, obviously you have no data, right? Because you don't have any students and you choose what you think would be the best prereqs for your program. But if you find that like, hey, this isn't actually necessary, you might delete it. Or hey, actually we really want, you know, a higher GPA or we really want someone to take an upper level biology class and then they might add that. So schools are constantly reassessing and constantly adding and removing entrance uh, requirements and that includes these standardized tests as well. So we get asked all the time, hey, do you think this program is going to change admission requirements between now and next cycle? And the answer is maybe, right? So a lot of programs do change, but some of them don't. Some of them, especially those that have a long track record of success, have seen like, hey, this we know out of 10 or 15 or 20 years data that these are the students that do best in our program. And maybe they might tweak their program and then have to tweak their entrance requirements, um, but not always. We also know that the CASPER test, right, is a test that tests your like situational judgment. And so that's becoming more and more popular too, because again, how do you assess behavior and experiences? Well, one way to do that is something like a judgment test, right? You can test professionalism, you can test communications, integrity, ethics, this type of thing. So it'll be really interesting to see if these tests become more and more common than the GRE. I truly do think that the PACAT and the CASPER test are probably gonna become more common. Um, and that's just because they seem to be more specifically focused on the problems that PA schools have. Number one is obviously professionalism, right? We want students to come in with an idea of what professionalism is. We want them to be professional during the program and we want them to come out as professionals. And so assessing whether they have the capacity for that or not, um, I think is really, really interesting. And the second thing is that we really really need a good scientific foundation for PA school, which is why a lot of PA schools have, for example, prereqs that are taking in the last, you know, you have to take anatomy within five years or seven years or 10 years. And that's because it's just going to be really hard for those students who struggle, who don't remember anything from undergrad or who really kind of learned and then dumped everything because we assume that you have some basic scientific knowledge. And so the PA cat, again, would kind of assess your basic scientific knowledge. So I do think that these tests will probably become more popular as the time goes on, perhaps maybe even the GRE might wane. Um, I think the GRE is a good test of your critical thinking skills, which are super, super important in PA school. But that's not to say that the PA CAT and CASPER don't test those as well. So we definitely need to have more data. More schools are using these programs. More schools are using these tests and are changing their prereqs based on that. Some schools are recommending these tests for a few years to kind of see how students perform. But remember, when it comes to all standardized tests, these are just part of the holistic admission process, right? So we're not judging you just based on your test scores. We're also judging you based on, okay, your experiences, right? Your patient care, your volunteering, what classes you took, what grades you got. Um, have you done any research? Have you done any sort of outreach in your community? So it is part of the holistic admissions process. So if testing or test taking is not a great skill of yours. Remember, there are some schools that don't require any testing. Remember that we also judge you on your experiences and background, on your personal statement, right, on your essays, on your enthusiasm, on your passion, on your professionalism. So there's a lot more things that we can, can look at for holistic admissions, but those schools that do require standardized testing, it is important to them. So you want to make sure that you give yourself enough time to study for these standardized tests. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you understand a little bit more about how we approach standardized testing, what it is, how it might change, and how it could affect you getting into PA school. 
Before you leave, don't forget to jump over to the episode notes to sign up for our free three-day PA school application workshop. We have years of experience working at PA schools, reviewing CASPA applications, deciding who to interview, interviewing, and deciding who to accept. And we want to bring you the information that you need to create your strongest, most competitive PA school application at this free three-day workshop. It's going to be so valuable for you in putting together your application for next CASPA cycle. We will be talking about how to write an outstanding personal statement, what to include, how to write strong CASPA descriptions, how to pick the right schools for you that value your strengths, and how to get accepted even with a low GPA or other less than average stat. Don't miss this incredible opportunity, our free three-day PA school application workshop. It is going to be so much fun. We cannot wait to see you there. It's happening January 28th through the 30th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. There's going to be hot seats and giveaways and all kinds of incredible fun. So don't miss out on this. Again, it's January 28th through the 30th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, completely free. Go to the episode notes and sign up and we cannot wait to see you there. We'll catch you at the next episode.